Hello, hello, hello. It is your girl Joy Has Questions coming to you once again on this amazing Sunday from the city of Wynn, Chicago, Illinois. I don't know where you are listening, but thank you for tuning in. And let's get started with You Better Know. In light of the fact that I have an amazing cultural fashionista, a holistic style agent, as I like to call her, coming onto my show today, I wanted to pull from someone from the past who definitely put her stank on the fashion world, and that is Miss Ann Lowe, who was born in 1898, died February 25th, 1981. The reason why I wanted to highlight this woman, she is one of the best kept, no, I'm not going to say best kept secrets, because the thing is, she should never have been a secret. This African-American woman designed and styled gowns, high fashion couture for some of the blue bloods of this country. She is best known for actually being the designer behind Jacqueline Kennedy at the time, Jacqueline Bouvier, uh, for her wedding dress to JFK. Let me tell you how dope this woman was. The week of the wedding, the building that she had all the designs in for the wedding, including the bridesmaids' gowns, got flooded. She remade everything within a week. I say that again. She remade one of the first ladies of this country, or outside of Michelle Obama, known as the best-dressed first ladies of this country, made her gown and the bridesmaid's gown over in a week. I don't know what type of gangster spirit or covering she had, but it don't get much more better than that. In terms of her early life, she was born in Clayton, Alabama in 1898. Here's the crazy thing, don't know her birthday. Hmm, I wonder why. Um, she was the great-granddaughter of a slave woman and an Alabama plantation owner. She married in 1912, Lee Cohen, and she had a son, Arthur Lee. Now, the reason I skipped is because she never had formal training. Basically, sewing and designing came from her mother and grandmother, who worked as seamstresses for the first family of Montgomery and other members of high society. Um, she also, at the time, her mom was known for working on ball gowns for the high couture, or I should say the high society women of the time. And at the time of her mother's death, she was actually working on four ball gowns for the first lady of Alabama, Elizabeth Kirkman O'Neill. Um, using the skills she learned from her mom and grandma, Lowe finished the dresses. At 16, this girl was sitting here making high fashion items for some of the who's who of the time. Now, moving forward, when she basically graduated in 1919, she and her son moved to Tampa, Florida. That's when she first opened her first dress salon, Annie Cohen, and it catered to high fashion or high society. She saved 20000 Now, this is in the early 1900s. That is a big chunk of change. She then proceeded to be on commission for such stores as Harry Bindle, Chess, Sonia, Neiman Marcus, and Saks Fifth. And then in 1946, she designed the dress that Olivia de Havilland wore when she accepted the Academy Award for Best Actress for To Each His Own. The kicker, though, is that the reason why she was known as, you know, fashion's best-kept secret is because they never wanted to give her credit. Even the dress that Olivia de Havilland had was the sewing credit going to Sonia Rosenberg. I ain't never heard of this chick in a day in my life. Now, she opened her own salon, or her second salon, I should say, Ann Lowe's Gowns, on Lexington Avenue in 1950, and her dresses were one-of-a-kind design made from the highest, or I should say the finest fabrics, were immediate success, 
attracted more high-end clientele. It was around this time in 1953, moving forward in her career, that she designed a wedding dress for the future First Lady Jacqueline Bouvier and the dress for her bridesmaids as well. Now, when she was commissioned to design the dress, it consisted of 50 yards of ivory silk taffeta with interwoven bands of tucking forming the bodice and similar tucking and large circular designs swept around the full skirt. The dress would basically be $500. Now, by today's standard, it would be $5,000. So, the dress was the most publicized gown at the time. She got no credit. She often worked without receiving credit. In 1962, she lost her salon in New York after failing to pay taxes. She also got glaucoma in her right eye, which it had to be removed. While she was recuperating, an anonymous friend paid her debts and she was able to work again. She also developed cataracts on her left eye, which was saved after surgery, and then in 1968, she opened up a new store and Lowe's Originals on Madison Avenue. This was a woman who definitely put career over personal life in the sense that she was married twice. She actually left her first husband because he was like, oh, you could put this old seamstress business to the side and start popping out babies and having kids, and she was like, no. So she left him. She died in her daughter's home in 1981 after an extended illness and then her funeral was held at St. Mark's United Methodist Church on March 3rd. In terms of her legacy, a lot of her gowns, or I should say five of her best-known creations are at the Costume Institute at the Met. They are also have three, or she also has three on display at the Smithsonian, the National Museum of African American History and Culture in D.C., which I saw. They are fucking stunning. And then also she was included in an exhibition on black fashion at the Museum of Fashion Institute of Technology in Manhattan in December 2016. This is a woman who shaped fashion. She was equally just as good as the Coco Chanel's, as the East St. Laurent's, as, you know, every with the Balenciaga's, all the labels that we love wearing. So don't let anybody ever tell you that, oh, well, you know, you're just not on the same standard. Fuck that. We are always on the same standard, if not better than everybody else's. It's just the fact that this world does not want to give us credit. So salute to that queen. I know she's sitting somewhere perched in heaven with a beautiful ball gown, as she deserves to be. And let's move on with So According to IG. I am smiling from ear to ear because I have one of my faves. Like, I have followed this young lady on social media for a while and just gotten all the inspiration. Outfits bad, hair done, face beat, shoot. No fake labels. <laughs> I, if you are going to oh, walk no. <laughs> the walk, mm-hmm. I don't mind Target. I will Come even on. shop at Walmart. But don't do it if you're no. not going to do it. Come on. I'm also feeling away because I've been watching Pose. So I'm like, labels, <laughs> where's the juice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I have legal name Tatiana Jones. But yes. I love Sundays with Todd looking Thank at her um, from everything that she does within the faith community, her fashion, nightlife, just an overall positive spirit and who I think really embodies Chicago and what a badass Chicago woman is. So I'm happy to have you here, love. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you, Joy. Thank you, love. So let's get right into it with So According to IG. It's happened. Beyonce is officially breathing United States air and everyone is (laughs) like... Right, everyone is trying to secure those coins so the frontals mm-hmm. are laid and yes. the hair is done and everything because it is officially on the run too is here. Yes. 
But I keep seeing these articles pop up in regards to how she and Jay-Z have officially purchased the third largest home. I believe if it's not California, the United States. Mm-hmm. Unbeknownst to a lot of people, that is the old Aaron Spelling home. Aaron Spelling was like one of the biggest Hollywood. Iconic. Iconic. 90210. And that's Come just on. like me just using the one common thing, but he yeah. had his hand in everything, which is why he had a 100-room yes. house in the Come first on. place and was even able to build it. There's been a lot of backlash, though, in terms of, like, should she, you know, consumption and overconsumption and what do they need a house this big for? How do you feel about it? Is it a matter of, like, mind your damn business or is it just like, okay, girl, what do y'all need that house for? How do you feel? This guy on IG, I cannot think of his his Instagram handle, but he did this video and he was singing a song, Mind Your Business. You know the guy I'm talking yes, about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, I don't I, know, but I've seen the Yeah, on I feel like um, as a people, we just count other people's coins a bit too much. We um, And then we are always looking for people to give back more. But then when they highlight how they're giving back, then we're saying you shouldn't be recording that. Mm-hmm. So I think she is in a sweet spot where she's learned to just do what works for her and her family. And it's not our business. That girl could be building a school in, you know, in the backwoods of Nigeria right now. Or she could be, I know, you know, Oprah has done so many things that people don't even know about. Exactly. And um, I know she has the, I think it's the Be Good um, organization. It does so much. It does so much, and we don't know. So if you're not a, um, a recipient, you may not know what she's doing. But she is making a living for herself, and she's motivating everyday women like myself to do our thing and make sure that our family and the bag is secure. So I'm not, um, that's not my business. I'm sorry to say it like that. I love B. I know I have DVDs from Destiny's Child. Oh, you got throwback. Yeah. Oh yeah. I have the original DVDs. Me and my friends used to practice the choreography in our living room. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing mighty fine. I was ready. Listen, we knew every hair flip that Kelly would have, that Michelle would have. (laughs) When they would sing, like cater to you, um, we knew it. So I just think she has grown. And for everyone who's building a career we would want to build that way and if someone told me that I was buying a home too big for my mother my father who is in prison when he gets home I want to secure the bag for him Mm -hmm. and if anyone had anything to say about that I would have a problem with them it's not our business it's not our business I believe that if God has convicted her heart to give back she is and she will and I will pray for her and her people but she should get that home do you or she has the home do her yeah multiple let's let's first off be real beyond has multiple homes everywhere as she should if i had that i definitely would do the same but let me also keep here's my conspiracy theory beyonce is a very prayed up woman she know the incoming she's trying to get the whole family in the same house like (laughs) on some covering i know it because i'm like yeah that's a comfortable home to me she probably got a little church somewhere now (laughs) she was like so when it when all the earth gets swallowed up we're gonna be just fine right here no um i think it's a thing of Number, I truly do feel like stop counting her yeah. coins. And then also, you even hit the nail on the head. She does a lot with her 
charity that she does quietly, not because she's ashamed of her blackness, but because a lot of times she doesn't want the focus to be on her. Right. And that's what happens when you are such a high profile person. Remember what happened when Trayvon Martin, her and Jay-Z were pouring hella money into yeah. Black and Lives Jay-Z Matter. And Jay-Z did the documentary. Exactly. He, he, for he, Trayvon. Yeah. And the thing is, they were so quietly in the back yes. because if we are here to rise up and to resist, you know, the powers that be that continue to brutalize us and hurt us, yeah. I'm not about to give y'all an eight count of single ladies. This isn't exactly. about me. It's not so about that. Yeah. I definitely think people need to calm down in terms of like judging her and getting yes. on her case because I'm like, not only has this woman paid her dues time and time again, she finds a way to completely reinvent herself. Like yeah. I don't, Every time I think, like, okay, well, this is probably going to be the end of an era. A new one pops up. She about yeah. to do a deal with Netflix. Come on. So, I'm like, y'all know the album is getting yeah. dropped on Netflix, Come right? On. I just, I really want us to be clear about yeah. that. And so, I think at the end of the day, sit down, let her fat in peace and on a yacht with her husband and three children. children. And still come out and give you these moves and these vocals. Yes. Leave the woman alone. Yeah. Moving on to somebody that I am just, like... I'm tired of the conversation, but I'm like, oh, this Negro done did it again. Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to say this. Mm-hmm. I have always had, like, a sense to spot out who the fine one's going to be. Like, even when it's an ugly stage, right? Mm-hmm. You remember how Hardball got filmed in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember watching them, G-Baby and all of them, and everyone was crying when he got shot and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. But I remember watching that movie and going, mm-mm. The cute one is the one with the braids, was Michael B. Jordan's character. Yeah. From there, I followed him. I ain't never watched soap operas in my life. When he was raggedy ass <laughs> Susan Lucci's adopted son, I watched, I loved him through the ugly phase. Okay. okay? So when yeah. everyone was like, oh my God, who's this cutie on Fruitville's? I, I stood by him in the wire. Mm-hmm. Now I'm at the point where I'm like, for everyone, like, ooh, he can be my man. Shut up. Mm-hmm. I've been loving I feel like him. we should insert like hand claps right there for your loyalty. Loyalty. <laughs> for your loyalty. loyalty. Okay. Yeah. Like in my DNA. I have Come been on. repping this Come man. Come on. But then I'm also the person like when someone gets too popular, I'm like, oh no, because I'm not about to sit here and fight with chicks. I know. Right. Don't I'm, know nothing yeah. of Especially when you've been there. You're Do we man. not remember yeah. him wearing that little raggedy blue pullover in every other episode of General no, Hospital? No, you don't. Because <laughs> I was here. Okay. But yeah. no. Um, um, Hashtag loyal. So yeah. yeah, now he's Killmonger and Michael Bay and ooh, mm-hmm. he could beat me up. And I'm like, y'all have got to chill. Yeah. But he was in Italy. He always is now more recently in the news for does he love the sisters? Why come we never see him with black women other than his mama? So he went to Italy um maybe a couple of weeks ago. People were calling him out about that on IG Live. And I quote, he said, I love all milk. I love chocolate milk. I love white milk. I love almond milk. He even said, <laughs> I, with Cinnamon Toast Crunch, when you eat all the cereal and the, the cinnamon milk, that I love that milk too. And I was sitting there going, like, where is his PR team <laughs> or his mama? Just get off the damn IG Live. Mm-hmm. Is it? Is this something where Michael B. Jordan should be canceled or should we, again, just mm-hmm. stay out his business mm-hmm. and where he chooses to, or who he chooses to get horizontal with? This is so funny to me. I think um, that it is a little bit of stay out of his business, but on the flip side, I think we, I think our main concern is his respect for women. Mm-hmm. And so, so I think um, as a culture and people people we force people to find creative ways to express themselves so because he's probably feeling cornered 
or feeling whatever he's feeling. What's the safe way to say this? Exactly. So he had to find the safe way, and which is really, uh, in my opinion, unattractive. Be a man and go ahead and say that you like what you like. Go my ahead and just... ass is on baller alert, and I put, well, I'm lactose intolerant. So <laughs> now, right, so now we have to find creative ways to shade him because of the way he said it. I think that it's enough, it's a lot of, it's a world full of men, yes, mm-hmm. but I want a black man. And I'm not going to call him cereal, milk, chocolate bar, none. I want a black man. That's my preference. And that man will have his preference. And, you know, let him do his thing. Um, I think that. Black women, every it's unfortunate, but every black man can't handle a black woman Mm-mm. for whatever reason. I, I want to remind them of their mama. To be this quite is honest. what I'm saying. A lot of them are like, sometimes, now I need someone yes, who's gonna be calmer. Yeah, they may have had some some emotional trauma growing up. Mm-hmm. I, that's not my. You need therapy and a prayer coach. And a, come on, and if you decide I've had therapy, I've had prayer, and I'm just going to, I've decided for myself that I want a woman from another, you know, another race. That's baby, I didn't want you anyway because I that's not my preference. But I feel like if it's going to be a conversation, it shouldn't be dumped dumbed down to milk, right? Because that's that is that's petty, that's shady, that's um, it's hard for me. It's reductive to, as hell, it and is. it's disrespectful. It's a bit disrespectful. I think that's the thing. I let's just respect women. A white woman is not milk. Let's right. let's women as a whole, and I'm for damn sure not chocolate milk, baby. This right here. This ain't no. I don't even know. I think a step. You know, I'm I'm way more. I'm dinner. I'm not even a drink. Let's see. Here we go. I'm sorry. I'm the chocolate <laughs> dessert that when you crack it open, you know that little Ooh, that extravagant little, one, that circle on. ball, and when yes. you tap it, it's like oh chocolate. Oh my I'm goodness! That. Like, <laughs> right? What is I'm that? I'm the one where the chef comes out. Come on. from the back there to we say. Go. Here is your meal, man. Here you and go. Thank you for coming. There you go. Like, I feel like we're just so creative in who we are. So even hearing how we're describing ourselves, mm-hmm. like we're way more than any of that. So yeah, I think the biggest thing for me, and I completely agree with you. Like I looked at that, like Michael, just sit down and yeah, shut up. Shut up. Like, but I think that is. I have always said this because even when I look at my own family, my family has the UN in it at this point. But the one thing that I have always said, I don't give a damn about interracial relationships Mm -hmm. as long as it is not based in an aspect of either self-hatred or you thinking that going outside your race now elevates you. Exactly. If this is truly like... Just who you Yo, this has been my homegirl since I was 12 and this is where I grew up and I fell in love with her. That's fine. Yeah. But if you want some, I'm not black, I'm OJ... Right. That's the bullshit. That's, I don't, the I, that's the problem for me because yeah. I'm like, marrying this white woman or stepping outside your race means nothing because when the chips fall, you can get Tiger Woods just like he did. And Come they will on. remind you real quick, you are black. You're black. In America. In America. So that's the yep. issue I had. Yeah. I think also it's just the thing of even when I think of all of our Black women are just really sensitive right now because we're tired of holding, I think, on a homogenous level, we are tired of holding brothers down and not getting the same Absolutely. in return. Absolutely. And it's just like, I think he's getting a lot of the flack because he represents that. Even when yeah. I think of his co-star, Winston Duke, who played Mbaku, whoever yeah. was like, yes, yeah. okay, yeah. he the key leader or whatever mm-hmm. from Black Panther. 
you see how he was strategic with it. He made very sure that he came out in a magazine yeah. and say, black women helped me heal my trauma. Come on. He hit it on the head, though, because the yeah. thing is, behind the scenes, everyone knows he's dating a white, or his girlfriend that he right. went to college with. It's yeah. like, I think, white and Asian. Yeah. But that's also the environment he was in. He exactly. went to, like, what, Yale, Stanford? Like, exactly. he was one yeah. of five black people there. Right. It was a natural progression. It's not something that you, he set out to do based exactly. on her. Pain, rejection, any of that. I and think, yeah, he wasn't out here. And I think that's the biggest issue I just I have agree. with Michael yeah. B. Jordan is the fact of like, I get it. You live in L.A. You yeah. you know have you are one of the top actors in Hollywood. Denzel Washington has even stretched out his hand and saying he's gonna be next. And his own son about to come out with right. Side note. Yeah. When I just said I got a knack for finding the fine ones, I am so <laughs> mad that he got cast in Black Klansman. Really? For one reason. Now everyone knows. Because I, I, Ballers was popular. Yeah. But Denzel Washington's son, when he played Ricky, wasn't as popular as he's about to be now. Yeah. It's and I'm just like, no. But they need their time. Because <laughs> he's so fine. Hashtag lawyer. Right. And in yeah. my mind, I have a chance <laughs> if only 500,000 know about him. Now that 50 million about to know. I'm yeah. like, damn He it. may change his choices in milk now. Nah, I feel I'm like, <laughs> I'm, give me him I'm at sorry. least. That was just how I felt about Alshon Jeffries, too, from the Bears. I was like, I remember uh, rookie year was nobody looking what? at him. Then he got, like, one good running season, so and you, everybody was like, he's fine. So you have, like, your fave five that are, like, semi-undiscovered um, by, the, by the women, by... I have to now read completely. I said the women. Right. Yeah, the, by women. By the women. The women. They're all enemies when it comes to that. <laughs> right. The girls. The ops. No. Right. Um, I used to, but now they're all popular. Every, I kid you not, every guy I've ever liked, John David Washington, Jimmy Butler, Alshon Jeffries, mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan. Oh, that's four. Yeah. They are now super popular. And when mm. I liked them, nobody knew that. I even remember my friends playing me about liking Jimmy Butler. They're like, really? Because here's the thing. Jimmy Butler, no one was looking at him because Pooh, or Pooh, Lord. Because yeah. Derek yeah. or Rose wasn't hurt. So yeah. everyone, it was his team. So right. everyone was like, it's all about D. Right. Rose. Yes, it's the yes. Rose show. And then when he got hurt, everyone was like, ooh, who is Jimmy? And mm-hmm. I'm like, no. You know, most women wait until they have the glow. Most women, see, that's what, and you're different. And I'm yeah. the one that's like, I see it I in see you. you. You can yeah. do this. I, I truly am, and that's the thing about I'm a nurturer. I, I see you. Yeah. I'm the girl going, nah, baby, you got this. Yeah. So when they do get on, they're like, nah, she held me down <laughs> when my SB suits wasn't even tailored correctly. Right, when they were store-bought, straight from the store, no stylist. Yeah. You going to like the way you, no, I don't like <laughs> the way you look. Let's get you in something better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But great. Michael B., just, <sighs> Get a better PR team. And yeah. I and guess- I think he, he has to do some hard work, too. Some heart work. He has to work. Because when – what I don't care how good your PR team is. When you have your phone in your hand and you decide you want to go live and you want to post something, what's the most authentic in you is going to spill out. So I, I'm, I actually don't want him to – his PR team – no, stay – I want to know who you really mm-hmm. are because I don't – that manufactured celebrity thing is kind of played out. Who have I been loving all these years? That's the question. Come to find out. That, right, exactly. So that's I'm it. done. And then last but not least, Azalea Banks, I'm just going to quickly describe mm. her as – Cries black woman. She – 
there's a book, one of my favorite books is by Toni Morrison, The Bluest Eye. Mm. And so, I don't know if you've read that no, book. No, I haven't. Okay. So I'm not going, it is so many layers in terms of like family pathology and like black pain, right? Yeah. Or of a black family oh, and just how it. we don't even have a chance from get go. But the main character, I forgot the little girl's name, mm-hmm. but basically, and it's, yeah, it's not giving away the story. You Okay, because I want to read it, yeah. The way the story ends, the reason why it's called The Bluest Eyes is because this little black girl wants blue eyes. Oh. She wants them so bad because she was like, if I had, if I was a white girl, if I had blue eyes, like, people would love me. People would appreciate mm. me. And I see mm. that. So that's why I'm not even trying to be funny when Tiny did that. I'm like, are you? Yeah, that was <gasps> very interesting. <sighs> I was yes. like, I literally was like, we are literally having the bluest eye happen. but In real life. In real life. And I don't think Tiny hates herself, but I think it was just like, but your eyes are gorgeous on its own, you know? Um, so the thing is with that little girl, she has so much self-hatred that she loses, a pe- like she mm-hmm. spazzes out by the end of the book. Wow. And so she she deluded, she de- she is so delusional at the end that she thinks she has blue eyes. And everyone around is just like, oh, this poor baby has lost her mind. Yeah. But... I look at that book as a very good synopsis of what happens when you don't see the beauty in yourself and when everyone else, when you don't have that support system. Yep. And I know for a fact, Azalea Banks has a lot of rage against society, against her own life, because you don't just shut down mm-hmm. and then one moment you're super emotional, the next moment you're super vicious. And the crazy thing, even though she's not my genre of music, mm-hmm. She is talented. Yeah, like she I is could talented. I could see like yeah. why she would have a following if yeah. she would just be about her craft. Yeah. She got on Wild and Out, which is a show she didn't go on Oprah. That's number one. Like you yes. already know if mm-hmm. you went on like if you got invited on Wild Wild and Out, you know this is Prepare a show yourself. about the dozens. Exactly. Come with your jokes. Yep. And be ready to get your feelings hurt. It's yeah. seventh grade all over again. That's right. the whole fun of the show. Exactly. So basically, she started, they made a joke on Wild and Out about her braces. Like, DC Youngfly, mm-hmm. who, I'm, I like him. He's good. He's funny as yeah. hell. So she made a joke, or he made a joke about her braces. She burst into tears. Mm. On the show? Yeah. I didn't know that. Like, the producer, apparently, because mm. DC Youngfly has a podcast called 85 South. Mm-hmm. Lou just heard it. Had to like okay. get it again, and so he was explaining it on the live show. She then goes on her IG, mm-hmm. i.e., doing her little iOS press release, and it's just like, well, would it be funny <laughs> if I made fun about Nick Cannon having lupus and the fact that he might be dead within a year? Just, and everybody was like, here we go again. Yeah, Nick took the high road and was like, see what happens when people, you know, get caught in the rain but don't have an umbrella. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, we're praying for your recovery. That's good. He definitely took the high road with yeah. it. Is it, what is it that, I, I guess when I, what is the question I'm even trying to ask? She's so damaged, but I'm like. I think it's a lack of identity. What is the I think problem? Yes, you know, one like, thing I've heard, and I want to say maybe my pastor said this, um, but creative people are the most tormented people. And because I do, you know, I definitely am a believing woman. Faith has gotten me through so much. And when you don't have a foundation, I'm telling you, that stuff from your core comes out. In every aspect of your life. Every aspect. You cannot hide it. And um, the Bible talks about the gifts coming without repentance. So her gift is her gift is her gift. Mm -hmm. No, she can't dump. I mean, it's going to be her gifts are there. 
they're going to do what they do. She's going, her talent is what is because of the gifts that God has given her. But that tormented soul, that thing is going to continue to hurt on not only herself, but others. If she doesn't deal with the enemy, I think on the inside of her. She is her own worst enemy. Lack of identity. When you know who you are, there's no such thing as competition. When you know who you are, you don't really have to. Um, the, the way that she is coming for people, she doesn't have to. I find myself in a position where I can state who I am without knocking who you are. Mm-hmm. But when I state who I am, I see people question who they are. I see people see know that, dang, maybe I should rethink some things because of who I am is so strong and who I walk in. I know, you know, when I walk into a room, I know I want to walk in and if you aren't sitting straight, I want you to sit straight. If you are a woman that is um, not confident about your size or whatever, I want to make you look in the mirror and think twice without me making you feel small. Mm-hmm. And I think her quest is to make people feel small because she doesn't recognize how amazing she is. When she, if she knew how amazing that she, how amazing she is, and how um, how great her talent is, she wouldn't even have to act out like how that. How worthy she is of love, like in general, yeah. not the uh, validation from fans, not yeah. the money, but how she is worthy of love, yes. and that's I think just as oh, just as a human, right? I get On it. The yeah, most that's good. Basic level, and even when I think of, there's an aspect about her that reminds me of myself. Truly, mm-hmm. I remember like I got teased horribly in elementary school, right? Mm-hmm. So. By the time I got to high school, I mm-hmm. remember going, okay, I will never forget this. I looked in the mirror. I was like, look, you aren't going to be fake, but you are not having four more years of the same nonsense you went through in middle school. I yeah. remember telling myself that before I started high school. But here's mm-hmm. the thing. I did learn how to speak up for myself. Before a time, it made me go to the other end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. which was then like someone could be like, Joy, your shoes looking busted. And my comeback would just be like, Whatever, that's why your parents getting divorced. I mean, like, girl, like, <laughs> chill the fuck, like, calm down. Like, find something else. Right. You know, like, it yeah. would be, like, go for the jugular because no one is going to make you feel that way. So yeah. I had to find that happy medium of, like, you don't have to get vicious right. in order to defend yourself or get your point across. Yeah. And I think she has so much hurt inside of her exactly. that it's, like, if anyone goes... Girl, why are you wearing floral with polka dots? She's mm-hmm. like, well, you can die of bleach poison. And you're like, okay, yeah, well. Because you're speaking to pain. People don't mm-hmm. recognize. She is, I think that's what's so hard about the um, her gifts and being advanced in the industry. Because any conversation people are having with her, they're literally speaking to a woman that is in pain. So she, any small thing can trigger her because there's a lot of pain there. She probably needs therapy. And prayer. And I de- Therapy that, and prayer. I and mean, they can go together. Oh, Black for people, sure. Not, I love me some Girl, Jesus. Girl, I see my counselor Wednesday at 1 o'clock. What? Once a month. Listen. I am sitting and love me. God bless your soul. I go once a week. Oh, uh, see, yeah. See, I, the things that's coming after me, I need I need once a week. I need someone that has no... You need ex- to check in. Do you hear me? Yeah. No expectations from me. I sit and I have a good... I mean, a good kiki. Right. Yeah, we have a good, good, good time. I love my but therapist. But it replenishes yeah. you. And also, oh, let's just say I'm super happy that our generation of black people, we are having these conversations of yes. how there is nothing wrong with having a therapist, nothing y'all. Nothing wrong with it. Like, we need to start being the yeah. ones like, oh, well, we just, we going to work it out. Or, no. you know, that's the family member no. we can't leave in the house with matches. No. <laughs> can we get them in Can we get somebody? them out? Yes. Like, that's not 
it's okay. not okay. And what I love too is that black women are becoming therapists too. Mm-hmm. That we are seeing not only um, people are not afraid to go to therapy, but people to walk in their own healing power and recognize if I, I have some power here, I have a gift to help people heal. Mm-hmm. So I'm seeing more and more women that are deciding to go into that um, that career that career path, and it's so good because we want. I know for a while I wanted someone that looked like me. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't work out for me. My therapist is a white woman, but she's young and she's a Christian. So I'm like, okay, you got, you know, two, two out, out of three. Of three. <laughs> and she's really, really amazing. So I didn't want to discriminate because I wanted some, but she understands my language. Mm-hmm. She understands how I speak. She, I, I re- those were some things important to me. But I think that it's powerful to have more black women in that field, profession doing that work. It definitely is. Yeah. And I guess... I think Azalea Banks also for me is a great lesson. Like we both are like public figures. Like we we're out there, you yeah. know, we have brands and everything, but it's really like, if you don't have, not even trying to quote Lauren, but how you going to win when you ain't right with them? Come on. Like, there's no way that you can pour into somebody else when your cup is cracked and just falling the whole entire exactly. hell apart. So, and it's even sadder. I just have to add no, when yeah. you don't recognize that you're, can you imagine me walking around or someone walking around with something in a cup and it's leaking and you're like, no, it's totally fine. Just keep pouring coffee in my, my, my right. cup. No, it's okay. And you don't have a clue. You don't have a clue. And then the p- people are trying to tell you, but it's like, no, no, no. I like the residue that I'm leaving across the world. I like this thing. I think that's the sad part. And I just want to add that um, the people that listen to this, if they believe in, I believe in the Lord, that they will pray for her. Sometimes we find ourselves on the soapbox where we're talking about her. I see these things and I just pr- say a prayer for that woman mm-hmm. because a, a lot of conversations happen, but no one's going to a higher power to the, to God saying, Lord, heal her soul. Right. Send her someone in her life that's going to speak life into her, that's going to help her heal from the trauma in her core, that's going to take her to a new place of healing. Girl, you better give Come me on. this testimony. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, we have to cover our people. Exactly. We have to, you know, everyone wants to protect the good people, protect Chance, protect Beyonce. But what about this girl, this black chocolate girl who's hurting in her core we gotta cover her in prayer i mean we waited until kanye went all the way gone and then we're like oh cover kanye pray for kanye no when we see him falling see him slipping where were we a lot of there were blood suckers around that man oh yeah i was about to say that girl we could have i've come on whole as i already know in terms of like cloud chasing is real and it's real you don't have the right people around you that's it you'll be sitting here now in the sunken place okay like with Britney Spears holding the umbrella and then shaved out your hair off cause Come you on. just like ain't had nobody around that you to be crazy. like you know what yep. maybe you do need to take a break yep. but when money is coming in don't nobody want to hear that no one wants even to as hear problematic it. as Azalea Banks is she still pulls in money. Yep. She still got a deal. There you and go. So it's like people are like, well, well whatever. We'll just yeah. deal We're with We're accepting extra. sick people with the work. We're like, oh, that's really good. And not that, trying to help them. And not trying to help heal them. Yeah. Well, I'll just end so according to IG without honestly saying like super hope. Yeah. And pray that she finds the healing and help that she needs. Well, 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 look who decided to finally bring herself to Chicago. Summer is here, guys. Mother Nature finally decided to let all of us see sunlight, and I am here for it. So best believe I'm going to be at somebody's kickback all June, July, August, and possibly a little bit of September. You know that first month always be popping with some Cavassier VSOP, the only drink that is worth drinking for summertime to get it in. I hope you're doing the same, and let's get it back with Joy Has Questions.
But let's move on right into the positive aspect that I love, <laughs> my favorite part of my interview with. So I have a question. If you all have not gotten from listening just to So According to IG with this young lady, like she definitely is about positivity, helping everybody, doing it through immaculate fashions, Thank giving you. a word. <laughs> Um, I'm upset I'll never be as thick as her. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. I just got too much white genetics in my system. That's Sorry, all. Sorry, sis. I know. <laughs> I promise I wish I could give you just a part of this left cheek. That's because it. Like, this, honestly. This, this thing, is, well, it's not easy carrying a wagon. No, I'm so, kidding. Like, no, I don't know the struggle. And the funny thing is, kidding. I will never forget high school. Shout out to Jared. Like, seriously, all my guy friends would be like, man, Joy, you're deceiving as hell. Because from the front, it's like, okay, she got a little thickness. <laughs> but in high school, my nickname was Pancake Booty. Oh. I know. I hate it. It's that. okay. God going to send you a man with some syrup, honey. You know what? Listen. At this point, <laughs> I'm just like snack. eating kale and minding my business. There you go. Don't even get me started by that's men. That's it. Okay. I'm like, that's for my therapist this week. <laughs> so just getting started in terms of, oh, there we go. I don't know how to work electronics okay (laughs) um so seeing you the crazy following that you have I just have to know in general like how did you get started with the body positivity movement to become one of the top influencers in Chicago or just how did you even get to a point where like I feel like one day you looked up and you were like oh shit I'm a blogger like I got (laughs) I got like clout people listen to me like how did this start um so yeah it kind of happened like that First of all, thank you because I it is I don't know if I look at myself that way in any of that aspect, but um, I will say I've always had some level of influence. I can't deny that. That's just really just God. Um, I grew up in on the south side of Chicago. My father was a big time gangster. A lot of people still have respect, a lot of respect for him um, from that place. My mother was the popular Christian girl, so I just kind of come from. Um, people knowing me I was either Connie's daughter or Bobby Joe's daughter you know I'm sorry your father is who his name is Bobby Joe okay well <laughs> yeah Chicago icons just there you go <laughs> carry on I'm sorry I was like wait what wait you don't know no 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 oh, okay. I, like no yeah. here's the thing I grew up in the low end and yes yeah. I was like the good girl and everything but I'm like I know okay you never know I mean I know people um we're from 79th and Vincennes this area is called Boys Town and my father named it he people knew him so I always had something um and I was just born into it it wasn't weird I didn't act like I was better than anyone mm-hmm. I never could I just I, I I had humble beginnings but it was like okay if my father wants to you know give out turkeys then I'm right there we're passing them out um he did go to prison when I was young came home and we were you know my eyes rich again he left for 10 years so um this has been my life I always was creative mm-hmm. I had a hard drive um just full of stuff, full of creativity. Um, I was always a bigger girl, so I, I was very creative in my dressing because I wanted to look cute, and I didn't want to play myself, and there were not a lot of options for us. So putting all of that together, I decided I needed a blog. I needed some place to just put this stuff, and that's how Totally Top was born. Um, I was married. I know we'll get into that, but my ex-husband said to me, everywhere we go, people like you. 
you may as well do something with this. And I'm like, you're crazy. We went to this one concert. He was DJing. And he was like, look, people just come talk to you. And it was happening. So I just decided at that point, and I can't say I decided. God just kind of had it on my shoulder, and I was ignoring it for a little while. And I was like, okay, Lord, show me what to do. When I told friends and family, everyone was like, that makes sense. Duh. So um, April 2015, God, yeah, that's when Totally Tot was launched. Good Lord. Like, that's amazing. Yeah, God is good. It's so blown. It's crazy. So definitely, I go to your page because, number one, the authenticity. Like, and that's one big thing I'm very, like... Mm-hmm. strict about I don't just want to be around someone because everyone likes them mm-hmm. if I get bad vibes from you I'm like Come you can on. keep that and that Valency filter over there I don't, I don't want it. it either I'm not gonna lie. exactly yeah. but you're known for not only just your amazing style and your authenticity but you are also known for your amazing personality and you being a very sincere individual Thank how have you. you been able to so positive and giving despite like painful life experiences oh my god thank you I just want to say thank you for saying that. Um, I don't, it's not a thing I try to do. You know, I just, I'm just who I am. I've always, I hate to keep saying like, oh, I've always been this way. But I think people get a platform or with social media and they change from who they are. No, I just don't have it in me. I can't do it. I don't like it. I don't like how it feels. I literally repel fake BS. I don't, so I don't ever want to give that. I just, it like, it makes my stomach turn. So when I decided to become, um, to start blogging and kind of moving this space of influence, I guess, I knew that I just wanted my authentic light to shine. Um, I didn't set out to not be fake. I just always just was myself. You know what I mean? Sometimes we focus on what we don't want versus what we do want. Mm-hmm. And I knew I only wanted to represent myself and how God showed me. Whether what and whatever that meant, whether it was brokenness, whether it was pain, whether it was um you know giving or whether it was philanthropy, whatever it was, I knew I wanted to give the real, and that was um and just and it's funny because in high school my friends used to always laugh because I would be like I'm real I'm and that was always I just loved saying it and they would be like girl okay we get it so I just always wanted to walk in that my um Instagram before I started blogging was called I'm used to winning. So, <laughs> people. Remember, everybody had them creative ass like IG names. They'd be yes. like a sentence long. Like you ain't never met no one like me. Hearts. Like who is right this I'm used. To, I used to tell people I'm used to winning with the number two. I'm <laughs> used to winning. Um, what I do believe is that um, these last couple of years, God has to really humble me though, because I've been this way. It was a point that pride attempted to, you know, I, I puffed up a little bit. Um, some people like that type. Some people like that version of me because, baby, I was talking my trash. I would be, I, I mean, and it would just really be to people that I could tell were judgmental mm-hmm. or people that would um do, you know, just, it wasn't to everyone. Some people have really great stories of me. There are other, I remember I asked this girl to get away from me in the party. I kicked this girl out one time. Like, you know what? I know security. She got to go. She has a bad attitude. I'm telling, I was, I have some really, really, really bitchy moments. And I'm, I was, I'm used to winning. I'm used to winning. It's nothing. I've been doing, you know. And once I started um, blogging and a lot of soul work was done in the process, 
um, I wrote a blog post where I did a public apology to any women that I've heard because we move into this empowerment space, mm -hmm. this influential space, and we act like we were never bitches. I'm not going to be that woman. And people are very quick to call that out. Exactly. Like, oh, so Come you on. mean when you kicked me out of Shrine? That's when we Come on, oh, yeah, like, girl, me and my girls almost <laughs> kicked you down like, the stairs. And it's like... Oh, there that's you that's your empowerment, and it's like, see, and here we, we don't, go. but it's real. We don't want. I think we're in a time where the culture repels fake. Mm -hmm. So my thing is, before you say it about me, I've done the soul work to really rid myself of that ugliness, and I'm going to apologize to you from my soul because that was not who I. That's not who I am now. And back then, that was just a pompous, arrogant girl whose father was a gangster, and I didn't recognize the golden goodness that God put on the inside of me. So I was judging her for judging me. Right. How bizarre is that? So once I started this this movement, I just decided, you know, I'm going to be myself, no matter how corny it looks, no matter how, um, you know, um, whatever it could be, goody two shoes, whatever people want to say, or church girl vibe, whatever, it's going to be exactly who I am. If you ask me, I can. If you ask me, can I dance? Yes, my friends say no, but Instagram gonna get these dance moves. You know what I'm I saying? Mean, I ain't like no challenge, no time soon. But girl, I, I might I do that like two step like. <laughs> <laughs> a light one too <laughs> I'm telling you I mean but I love having a good time I don't care what it may look like it's just going to be I'm going to be me and when I move um into the spaces of people where it's influence and influencers and everyone's very you know I am going to be me and I notice that companies that brands that people respect that right and that is um I, I'm thankful that they do, but if they didn't, I wouldn't be anything else for them. I don't go in spaces where I, I feel like I cannot be myself exactly. because I'm not, I couldn't even do it well. I think that's the one I thing. I don't even know if I answered your question. No, you did. You okay. Definitely, <laughs> okay. I, I also heard something in there that you defined it, but you didn't actually use the word, and that was accountability. Yeah. And that's something that I find a lot of people. Um, well, I always say accountability and honesty go hand in hand. Yes. You have to be honest with yourself and you have to own the shit that you do. Yep. So if you've had those moments where you've been the good girl or, you know, less than nice or whatever, you have to own that. You have to own that. Because you can't progress. You, exactly. And I feel like one thing that we have to know is that in our strongest areas, we're fault in that area, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. So if you're good at, um, if your goal or, or your calling in life is to help and empower women at a very young age the enemy will start to make you look like you hate women you understand because once i heard someone say to me um that what the 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 in god and the devil wants is going for the same thing in yes you. so where i'm supposed They're to love on, the, same, the thing. same thing i'm supposed to love on women uplift women encourage women inspire women show women that we can be kind we can look good while doing it that we don't have to be the weaker um you know person or have these weak tendencies that we can be strong powerful black women of course there were some moments that where the enemy is like but watch i'm gonna make you look a little bit mean mm -hmm. and while when i wrote the blog post the public apo apology some women said i never ever got that from you i never would have known and those were my better days but like you said we some of us don't like to face or discuss those ugly days mm -hmm. and I love talking about them because it lets other women know like nope I'm just like you 
I'm just like you. I struggle like you. I have moments where I wanted to fight like you. There were moments that I did fight like, you know, so I want, I don't ever want to separate myself. It's inclusion. It's about, you know what? We're on this train together. Exactly. So, yeah. I didn't know. I completely, completely understand that and agree. That's that's truly the reason why I, I like following you. Because I'm like, you know what? Thank you. I'm just, you, Tiffany McPherson, I had my oh, girlfriend on so, I love Tiff, yeah. I had her on a couple of shows ago. Like, those are the type of women I like to surround myself with. And I'm like, yes, we can go get a six-piece together. Come and I on. <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, moving right into, like, relationships. I'm mm-hmm. at the point now where I'm just like, I have nothing left for Chicago. Okay. I'm done. I just got mm-hmm. kale and, you know, a little bit of Christ, and I'm just going to leave it alone. But <laughs> when it comes to relationships, you've been very open about being in love and also, like, the pain of divorce or mm-hmm. losing. What message would you have for others who are trying to overcome, like, love loss and may not be at the same place of healing as you? I think that's something also people forget with influencers. Yeah. You can easily make it look like you're, oh, that's how I was, like, yeah. years ago. And the real people know you're like, girl, that is still you. That's you just you right taking now. pictures. Yes. So you can look like it's not you. Exactly. Yeah. I think um, I saw this question, so I'm like, okay, let me put some things in my notes. I, um, I guess if there was anything I would say, I would definitely recommend taking your time. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't. We Sometimes we try to rush healing. Um, gosh, I feel that in my heart. Like we try to rush the healing process. We try to move it right along, move whatever that looks like, whether it's like a success or, um, if, you know, we're getting over heartbreak, we're like, you know what? You got about this much time and healing's on the other side. And for me, I've been divorced for a couple of years now. And I just know that I cannot rush that healing. I am still healing, not healing from, um, the pain of divorce, but just healing from um, failure. For me, that divorce represented failure, and I was used to winning. Remember that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, oh, my God, you know, this never was supposed to happen. My wedding was beautiful, baby, my dress. And people still t- well, that were there were like, girl, you look good. And, and I'm like, yeah, thanks. But it was I failed at that. And I recognized that I was not nowhere near prepared to be a wife. So I think facing myself and understanding um, mm. just what that failure means for my life and how I've made it a testimony. I um, I will keep saying I wrote a blog post, not because it's like go to my blog, no. but these are my stories and my testimony, and I love sharing it. So I, I wrote. That's a, your, I mean, that's you. So that's no, me. Yeah, that's that you. Like okay, because no, it's not like, it's yeah, not like the bios too. Okay, <laughs> but I wrote a blog post like five things I learned from my divorce and none of all five of those things had nothing to do with anyone else not him not uh, anyone else not the other woman not the fact that you know he wants me back none of that those five things were for me I learned about myself and I think as women we have to focus on inner healing Mm -hmm. and taking our time and hearing what is God saying one thing I learned is I got married way too fast that man swept me off my feet baby and I was ready for the sweeping and we I didn't know what I was doing I didn't know how to be a good wife I had no clue so I I learned that so I think the healing process I've dated some um I have had someone that I really really cared for but he wasn't ready so I didn't I I refused to dumb myself down for any man I will never do that again 
I will never do that. There must be a man that's going to step up to the plate because I know that God has me in a powerful place in my life in a huge transition, and I'm not going to be with just anyone. So we end one more thing. I just want to say, I know I told you I talk a lot. Um, I'm I ain't sitting here going like time, girl. But I just want to add that we must um, understand that it's okay to be alone. Sometimes it's so I stop talking. Say that again. You get it. It is okay to be alone by yourself. By yourself. You, the mirror, some good books, the Bible. Okay. Good. Some some soothing music. It's okay to be alone, and I have found great peace in being alone. Mm-hmm. I have found um, that God gives me the most creative downloads when I'm alone. I think you're going to talk about the conference I just finished. But one thing, people, so many people. How did you start? Girl, that alone time, the creative, the the way that God opens my mind creatively to approach um, this fashion thing. I mean, I literally have strategic ideas and creative thinking because I'm alone. And if I had a, a, a man, a Negro in my space, I can't say <laughs> that I would be able to do that. You because sitting there trying to type and here he go walking past and sweat. Look at that. Like, you I know have what? work to do. Come on. <laughs> like, get away. I'm not. And I know I've never smoked. I barely drank. If I drink, it's going to be some Malibu people laughing at me. But that's my drink. My girl, one of my girls would be like, okay, Malibu bar. But that was my thing. <laughs> but my vice has always been some good D and a good man baby that whole so what I'm learning I had to be fully delivered from that and focus on myself and the more that I say no the more that I be like I don't want any parts of a broken negro God is like let me show you what I got for I'm you so next. mad you gotta go to this event tonight that's I'm, it and I'll tell you I'm just like I know I want to just talk so about, <laughs> about girl. that no. girl no and I so yeah that's I think the thing is, and this totally, this is your interview. This is not about me, but I. This is good. I think I'm in a space like of just like, I'm putting too much work in my healing to deal with a man that's not willing to do the same. Come on, because I'm like, I know I want to be in a healthy relationship, but I have to be honest about the fact like I love my parents and I know they tried their hardest, but my parents, as in terms of what I saw in mm-hmm. terms of them not being on the same page they definitely traumatized my ass in terms of what a marriage looks like they were together up until my dad passed but they were never Mm -hmm. a unit and that's the thing like I sat there and watched that literally for like first 20 some years of my life that's Mm -hmm. a lot to imprint because that's the only thing I have to go on in terms of like I saw the marriage part I did not see the love and happiness part and that's the biggest thing, like, so when you're trying to actively deprogram yourself yes. from, not that your parents intentionally try and mess you up, oh, but yeah. it's just facts. They were trying to make their own way exactly. and figure it out. So, so it's yeah. like, when you see that, if I'm trying to put all this into my healing, you don't get to tell me, like, oh, you know, I'm just bad at communication. I, Listen. There are 12 steps, and many of your problem is one. Where are you with the other 11? Where are you? Because I'm like, I at least am on seven or eight. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not about to sit here and, and do I'm in my 30s. Stuck on you one. Got, come on. Where are you, what, what have you been doing these last couple? Listen, I don't have the time. It's, it's just, It really does get to a space where you're just like, I can do bad and good all by myself. Yes. So I'm going to be by myself. By myself. But, and it's a beautiful thing. I want to just say it's beautiful. Is we sometimes we can say it like I could do better. But no, I can do amazing by myself, and it is good. It's beautiful. It's lit. So it's popping. 
to uh, that. What are you adding? Because what, come me with on my it. own has a brand. Me on my own is finishing conferences with yes. my church. Me on my own is inspiring people to live their yes. best life. And it's not a financial thing. Never. It's, it's not a money that thing. W- and that was the problem because I, when I got married, I was looking for some fulfillment. And I'm like, I don't need your money. Oh, well, you don't have much. So that that, <laughs> that throws that out the window. And I took someone that seemed like that they could love me. But you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, nah, he was still he was still broken. Right. And my broken parts of me loved the broken parts of him. Every, I say this was, all the time. Whatever you are or whatever you we are all drawn to people for a reason. Exactly. The good in them and the bad in and them. The bad, so yeah. I'm like, if you think this person is going to fulfill this need because of whatever you didn't have before, you're there for a reason. Yep. Um, but no, nah, girl, ooh, let me grab this because I'm like, we I do not want going. you here That's all good. day getting late. This but is good. In terms okay. of, we already talked about like authenticity and why it's so important. Mm-hmm. And hell, I ain't even going to front y'all. I put this question in here for me because... <laughs> I'm not good at it. And if you can just drop this gem on my life, that would help me. How do you navigate the industry? Chicago definitely does have a lot of sincere people. Yeah. But even before I started blogging, I've been in the media world since I was like 18 years old. Like just working with my uncle at Live Nation and then just like my own jobs. Mm -hmm. So I have seen the behind the scenes of the fake fakeness that goes Absolutely. on. Absolutely. And I think I'm just too TTG. Like, I'm too trying to go. I'm too much like, okay, so I know you whack. I know you fake. And I, it mm-hmm. stops me sometimes from wanting to go to certain things. Mm-hmm. How do you leverage necessarily being around people who are on the same playing field, I guess, in terms of the industry, but mm-hmm. it's just like the authenticity may not be there. Like, how do you leverage, like, just, hey, girl. Mm-hmm. Without being fake, and then you know, because I'm like, don't take no picture with me. I do not like you. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah. how, how yeah. do you like handle that or reconcile it? Um, I think that I don't. It, it has been a struggle, an internal struggle. I'm failing at it. No. So. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Let me make sure. I didn't. Um, okay, so it's been an internal struggle a bit. I um, a few things. I protect my space. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful. Please hear me, Joy. Protect your space. Protect your energy. I create boundaries. My business cards don't have my phone number on them. I um, <laughs> I don't. Um, I am very protective of um, just all things Tatiana. All things Tat. I'm like, okay, God. When I, before I go into any space, I'm prayed up. Sometimes, depending on the type of event, I will fast. I literally prepare myself because my friend, a very good friend of mine, Mary Ann, I know she'll listen to this, but um, she has always said, "Every you're gonna always find yourself giving," and she, and it's and she helped me see that because I may go into a space and I'm like, "Well, okay, this person wants this, or this super successful person needs this from you," and this is a little weird, but I've found it to be an honor to serve them in that capacity. So when I go into spaces, I literally can feel everyone. I can feel hurt people. I don't care how many followers someone has. I literally feel their souls. I feel what they're going through. Even I can feel their joy. I can feel their shade. I can feel their disrespect. I can feel the fact that they think that I'm competition. I feel it. So I literally don't even speak to the competition that they feel. I just affirm them. So I'm like, you're beautiful. Your clothes are great. You never have to look at me as competition. I may not use that sentence, but everything that I'm saying is shaped around that. And then I personally don't linger. 
I do not linger. Um, a lot of people are like, well, I didn't see you at this event. I find my very safe space of things to attend. And then some things, I'm not in the know. I don't try. Like, I think you said it. I like that you call it clout chasing. I'm not a clout chaser, so I'm not at every event. And I'm, I'm not at every industry event. I'm not at every church event. I find my very sweet spot. And I, I don't pressure myself or allow anyone to pressure me to be out there. You got to be out there seeing network and said, who, man, God is my PR team. God is my agent. When I tell you I've never, I never had to do that. You don't have to sell your soul and play yourself to be out here. And I refuse to. And I thank God that I've had so many opportunities. Sundays with Tot pays for itself. I haven't bought an outfit in a very long time for my brand. I mean, of course, I'm buying things that I like, mm -hmm. but I don't, I don't. And I thank God that I haven't really, I haven't perfected my pitch and I haven't had to. People pitch me, and, I, and I'm not bragging. I'm saying that you can position yourself where the money will be attracted to you, where the kindness, the people will be attracted to you. But with all of those attractions, there also comes the people that want to pull from you. So I find, okay, God, this is my space here. This is what I add to the, the this is my value in the industry. A lot of people know that I go to church, that I love the Lord, that I'm faith-based and all of these things. So when I go into a plus-size event, I rec recognize because I put that out there, people want to talk to me about their problems, you know? Mm -hmm. So then I'm like, okay, God, help give me the words to say to this person. I don't maneuver in these spaces without prayer. I can't. I refuse to. I don't have the time to. And why would I try to lean on my own understanding when it's a higher power? God is saying, talk to me. Jesus is saying, I'm right here. The Holy Spirit is like, tap in. Girl, bye. All I got to do is, like, God, I go in that closet. God, pick out this outfit. Let's look fly. <laughs> I come in. The outfit is together. The look is good. And I let God do the rest. And I, I do not. I rarely linger. Because when you linger, those leeches attack. They, they clamp on to you. Girl, bye. I will, repri I will pry a leech finger <laughs> by finger from me because I'm not for it. I can't do it. And the, you can't. You, people will try to suck you dry. Brands and companies will suck you dry for nothing. Not I. Not I. I'm Holy Spirit led. I don't maneuver in those spaces. Um, and the funny thing about all of this, I'm saying, it could sound like super deep, super woogie woogie or whatever. <laughs> You've been in events with me, and I have a good time. Mm -hmm. Baby, I ain't. You don't even know. I'll be like, twirl. Oh, my God. Photo booth. Where you at? Smooches. But, baby, I done prayed up. I done fasted. We're going to have a good time. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I'll help you clean up this section, and then I'm gone. Have a good night, girls. And I'll post you, tag you, and have a good time. I am very, very strategic in my I approach with myself and then I feel like it's working for me it is um it's a slow process I know someone that started two years ago three years ago they got 60 million followers you know what I mean I always I don't compare myself because I en I'm enjoying this ride I'm enjoying this process I'm enjoying um the opportunity to serve God's people that's what I'm doing so when I look at it like that I find a very sweet spot it's very sweet. I love it. I thank God for it. I know everyone is not um, gracious. I don't want to say gracious, but everyone doesn't have this particular grace on their life. You know, I thank God. I believe that God has gifted me to maneuver two different worlds. And, um, and I pray for the mental capacity and the strength to do it. I think you have it. You know you have it, too. You know you have it, but you're running and you're kind of afraid. Girl, go on, walk in this grace. And you know God's people... They, God's people are just so beautiful. They want us to succeed. 
But then it's other people who want, they want your spot. They want your voice. They want to talk like you. They want to walk like you. They want to dress like you. Girl, just affirm and encourage them to be who they are. I see people all the time. I'm like, you're like a walking tot. And that's why you're not, people are like, how can I get followers? How can I get these brands? I'm like, well, first of all, be yourself. Yeah. Don't be me. Because <laughs> I am still trying to make sure I'm the best me. Don't be, you know, this blogger. Don't be that person. But, you know, people try to be exactly who they see. And then wonder why things aren't moving how they would like for them to move. Find your space. Find your sweet spot. And when I say work that sweet spot, Sundays with Ty has been my sweet spot. Sundays with Ty, that hashtag, that movement, the people look for those Sunday photos. When I felt down, I was depressed. I felt like I couldn't walk in the morning. I felt like life was like really like caving in on me. People were DMing me like, where is Sundays with Ty? I'm like, well, you know, nigga can take some pics, you know what I'm saying? Like, how you want to... You definitely have mastered that cross-toe angle, that Do pose. you hear I'm me? Like, Damn it, I have got to find it's my It's my side. signature, girl. I'm you got to like, get the mangles, girl. Yes, I'm like, I'm telling you, you definitely, you hit that it, side. I'm like, damn it. It has encouraged me. And so it's like you just find your sweet spot and you work. When I say you work, sometimes we move so fast. Baby, I work when I, I work that sweet spot. I work it. I work and I, I sometimes I'm nervous, like, oh my God, are people sick of me? And God just be like, girl, no, work that spot. So yes. Whew, I hope that helped. No, it did. It's this is the first time I've ever been this quiet on my own damn show. I'm like <laughs> just hitting a nerve. <laughs> I'm like I'm from the low end. I am about this life. I'm not about I mean, to see come it. on, gangsta joy, right? No, but I, I think yeah. that's something that when you just are trying to figure out, like it is stressful, especially when you're in a trying to figure out the right thing to do then it's like i don't want to be around these fake ass people but then it's like how do you reconcile that versus like yeah staying true to yourself it can be like some days where it's just overwhelming yeah. and it's like oh god i definitely want to know like what advice and you kind of even already touched on it but what advice would you have for any up and coming you know bloggers or even entrepreneurs business women period who are trying to navigate and create a brand or create their own space mm -hmm. um the one thing I always hear is it's the fear of their voice because of oversaturation. Like, this lane's already taken. People mm -hmm. already doing this. I can't do like, what would you say to someone who is like scared to jump off that cliff? Um, recognize your power, know your power, know your worth. Um, and understand that you are solving a problem. You're solving a problem that there, there is a problem in the world that has yet to be solved. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily the content, but it may be your voice. People have heard, some. sometimes people will hear a message, but when they hear from your voice, that is the thing that they needed. You know what I mean? They Sometimes people will think, oh, I, I'm saying something that everyone else is saying. True, but your voice will resonate with your audience. That is for you. So I just say, you know, be fearless, practice, consistency, don't I, I you know it sounds cliche but like don't give up but don't beat a dead horse I see people that are just posting the same stuff the same like direction and you're seeing for six months this is not moving if you are gaining no traction find a new find you know find some new strategy find a new twist put I mean literally be creative in your approach and be prayerful I I I know I've said it, but Jesus Christ is Lord for me. 
And I think that if you don't have a center or a foundation, you will not move. And if you move, if your brand progresses, you won't have any foundation. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I know people personally. And now you'll feel trapped because on. everyone's just like, well, this is what you're telling us you are, but you at home crying. You're at home on. crying. And I know people personally that their brands have done great, but they were depressed and they got to a breaking moment. Mm-hmm. I thank God that my breaking moments had nothing to do with my brand. You know, they had nothing to do with doing this work and any of that. I, you, people literally have no core, no foundation. So they're just building and it's and it's rocky. So I think you got to know, like, have great purpose. Great purpose. And I have a workbook out. You know, I think it's – I try to create this tool because I just get different people talking to me. And, I'm like I said, God gives me creative downloads. It's um, it's on goals and declarations. Uh-huh. So because most times we set a goal, but it has no root. So the, the workbook allows you to make a declaration, set a declaration for your life. I am a powerful woman of God, and I will change the world, right? And then that's one declaration. And then I will go and setting goals based off of that declaration. That was just an example or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's, um, and it's set up in six different categories. So like your career, your community, your family, your finances, because, you know, we know people, we can be, um, you know, one-sided, like career popping, family, like we ain't seeing you. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to be a successful woman, but I wanted my cousin that's 17, that's 18, and be like, but Tati's always right here when we need her. So I think just having that balance My is goal is important. to be the rich auntie with the Mary J. Blige shades, you know, the way where all the memes are made <laughs> yeah. off of. When, like, the family just gets a trip, and then you go, okay, well, auntie leaving, and there then you, like, go. slide the 20s to the, to the one nephew doing some shit in college, like, just. Call me just when call you're tired me. I got you. That's it. And I'll just give you $200 in your chase house. You'll be fine. But auntie's going now. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> like, that's my That's goal. it. Y'all going to get this selfie. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Bye. This is it. Yeah. That's And that's what, that's my, that was my goal before it was even an Instagram. Mm-hmm. My little cousins right now, they know me. They know me well. They've been through everything with me. So that, and I'm I'm so proud of that. My cousin just texted me like, I need some school supplies. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, my birthday's coming up, but I'm going to send you school supplies. Right. I turned 16, Tati's buying your outfit. You, if I have it, you got it. And if it's not money, it's time. It's your first manicure, your first bank account, or I just broke my virginity. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like really being able to be that for my family be that for my friends be that in my career it's nothing worse than being a one-sided woman or a woman that just is strong in an area but not working on the other so Mm -hmm. I think having that balance you'll find success and I think that um I'm learning that more and Mm -hmm. this season I'm in a transition I got laid off from my full-time job I ain't gonna say laid off I got fired June 4th and it has been the best time of my life because I'm learning more about Mm self-care so now I'm resting and my my soul is really um, settled, and so is my account. God is good. <sighs> so is my account, and I'm current resting. status. Do you won't hear me? he do it? Yeah. <laughs> do you hear me? Won't he really? So it really a, won't. June fourth was the best day of my life. Right. The best day. So I think just not having that core. People, it's a lot. I meet a lot of people, and I believe we're all on this success train together. That's what I call it. I yeah. you know. I am very happy. I know I met you at like a, a random Nike event, and I remember my friend Josh. We were um, that very weekend. He was having a hard day, mm-hmm. so we went to like Pancake House. And I think like Ooh, that, you were mm-hmm. you were DMing me at the time. He was like, "I know her." I was like, "What?" 
Yeah. And so we were talking about the one thing I remembered, I said, I was like, I really like her. I was like, she just seems so nice, especially like sometimes, you know, when people don't know like what level you are, you know, that's when they Girl, really people show. be acting funny, don't they? My dad and mom <laughs> taught, did tell me this all the time. They were like, treat the CEO with the same respect you treat Come the on. doorman, but sometimes treat the doorman better. Yeah. And it's true because yep. it's like it's the people. It's that's when you really know. Exactly. You know, a person's character. Yes. If they all snappy and like, and they're trash to someone who they think has less than them, you yep. know they're gonna do you the same exactly. way. Or people, that's your character. Yeah, and nowadays people will be a certain way to you, then they go to your Instagram and then they treat you different. Mm-hmm. No, sus. Keep keep K-T-S-E. that keep that energy. S E. Keep that same energy. The same. Ooh, that should keep the same energy in fashions. That's gonna be the title. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. But no. Um. Thank you from the bottom of my heart, Todd, for coming on this show. For Thank you for having me. A source of encouragement. Had me getting a little emotional, a slight <laughs> waiting to exhale moment. This you know, what, this is how I serve God's people. Thank you for allowing me to pour into you. I was not and expecting thank you for this moment for me. This is big. My birthday's coming up. So yes. I'm excited to this. this. Is on the thank birthday you. line. It's Todd. It's Todd. <laughs> yes. Hey, okay, hey, don't okay. nobody know about that. That good old Chicago. So Chicago. But no, thank you so much, love, for coming. I wish you nothing, like, but all the success that I know is coming your way, thank whether you. it is the highest of mountains or even if you are in the valley, just where you can just be girded up and protected yes. because you definitely have a very, very good message to share in thank terms you. of empowering women. So. Thank you, and I will be back with my motivational message. I don't know how to motivate after that. Damn. (laughs) I'll be back with a motivational message. Hey, everybody. It's your girl, Joy Has Questions, and I'm going to be wrapping up with today's motivational message. And the message that I have today is truly to protect your gifts. Now, I say that all the time in the business sense, making sure that at least if you're networking with someone that it is a barter system, that it's something where reciprocity is there. I think even more so just pulling from my own personal life, I had to sit back and think, why is that something that I'm really trying to follow through on this year and how I want that in all aspects of my life and why I really want to share that with my listeners as you all head into your Monday. I have always been told that I love hard, that I have all these amazing qualities, that I'm a great listener. Joy, you really like are loyal and support your friends. And yes, I love being known for that but the dual edge to that sword is that sometimes people want to drain you of those gifts of those powers of those aspects of your personality we all hear all the time like oh make sure that your cup is full before you're pouring into someone else's cup or you know that little weak ass airline tutorial they always give you make sure your oxygen mask is on before you put the oxygen mask on of someone else I get it but when I really sit back and think, any endeavor where it is, what any endeavor that you are embarking upon, whether it is of a personal nature, whether it is of a professional business relationship, definitely make sure that you are protecting your gifts at all costs. It does not matter if you have to walk away from a situation, whether it was seemingly something that could have been a great situation, could have been lucrative, could have been something that you thought you wanted professionally or personally. If it is not benefiting you, if it is making you, you know, question what is the purpose or point of it, get your bag up like LeBron did, put on your auntie shades and walk out like, okay, well, I'll come back next week and tomorrow we are going to be better. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. 
No one should settle in any aspect of your life. If someone is inconsistent, if someone is selfish and only wants to talk about things when it is bothering them, if someone only wants to come around when they want you to support their events, but you are looking like where in the world is Carmen San Diego when it's time for them to come support you at yours, drop them, motherfuckers. Drop them, drop them, drop them, drop them. There is nothing that is worse than you literally giving away not only your gifts, your talents, your business acumen, but giving away your peace of mind. Because it does not matter when the smoke clears, when everything fades, when it comes to the fact that they want that support but they aren't able to give it back. We are too old to sit here and let the issues of the past or, oh, well, that's just how I am. Get a therapist and a prayer coach. I don't give a fuck. If I can pay $150 a month to go see mine and get my shit together and heal, then I suggest you get your grown ass up and do the same. And if it is on a professional level, then I suggest you sit here, take a business class, start binging or Googling some shit, look up, you know, some key things that you need to do in order to get your marketing game together or your data analyst game or whatever it is that you are trying to accomplish to tighten it up. There is too much going on to settle or to be mediocre or to use and make excuses as to why you won't change. That is all I have to say for this week. Thank you so much again for supporting me, for listening to me, for rocking with me with Joy Has Questions, and I will catch you all next week for another episode. Bye!